Welcome to Everything Dog Training with me, John McGuigan. Our goal is to bring you information on dog training methods which work and are kind, cutting through the myth and the folklore to help you have a better behaved, happier, emotionally healthier dog who is a joy to be around. Thanks for joining us again. I'm just going to get straight into this one. This is part two of uh, conversation Innes and I had, Innes is a very good friend of mine and was a client and it's about his journey with his dog um, through positive reinforcement and also how it changed him. So straight into part two. What I saw with your journey was, so you know the way that I train, right? And the folk that are new to this podcast listen to this, I only train, or I train using positive reinforcement as much as I possibly can. So I don't correct dogs. If the dog is doing something that I don't like, or remove them from a situation and then work at why is the dog doing what and it's either dogs too wound up uh, or we're asking too much for them or they don't understand what we're asking you know yeah, um, yeah. so that, that's basically they don't know what we're wanting to do the motivation's not there to do it all right or the motivation's there to do something else so it's a problem with what we're asking the dog to do rather than the dog behavior the dog's behavior themselves um so we started working with him and when you were saying there about going up into the hills and all the rest of it and that beautiful recall that you had and, you know, he was able to be off lead around sheep and, and not bother them and stay with you, yeah. and, you know, um, and and you were responsible of it because, I mean, this is for, it wasn't as if you're up there, like, trying out on sheep. <laughs> you know, I know that no, you were responsible I'm, about it. Um, my mum and dad live in the country, so we've got mum and dad have got the big wooden fences around the kind of the cottage yeah. and you would go down there and he was getting to meet them all through fences yeah. and then I built them up from there once he'd yeah. come down in their presence it would be worked like, from yeah. there sort yeah. of thing yeah and all the work that you did was was through um was through positive reinforcement training um, and building yeah. that bond and it was it was to, to see that dog and you as well I mean we're good pals now you know um but the I don't know if I told you this before, but first I was like, he's wild to the moon. <laughs> oh, no, I totally get that, yeah. Oh, no, I do. Oh, right. And I was, just, I was sitting there thinking, there's no way he's going to do this for this dog. There's no way in a million years he's going to do this. He just hasn't got it in him. And, and I like being proved wrong in instances like that where, you know, folk just like that. And I don't see it. And I try not to have it come through my attitude, and I know that it will at some point. Try not to be so judgmental, you know. Um, no, but it's just, it's humans. We do that sometimes. Yeah, we can we can limit it down, you know. Yeah, but you know, yeah. we do. It's, and I've um, had that. I'll not be funny. I've had that in most of my life because I'm a rather small individual. Most of the jobs I've started, even when I started in the fishing boat you could tell people thought you wouldn't be able to do certain jobs. Then when I've moved into like the sewage industry, we did a lot of confined space entries into tanks, or, you know, wearing your full BA into holes. Or into, we basically did the same training as the fire brigade and were courses for it. And you could see some people just never thought that I was yeah. going to do it. But I've, I've not being funny about no, no, it, no, no, like no, each, job, no. each job no. I've went to, I've managed to kind of yeah, no. get there, you know, yeah. and do really well in the job. So I kind of, when people come, when I hear that off people or I get that feeling, there's that wee bit inside me just goes, no bother, pal. I've this in about a year. <laughs> but no, I, I totally appreciate that because when I turned up to meet you that morning, I felt wired. I'm standing there and I'm, 
what's he? He's going to think, here he comes, youngish man, standing there with a Doberman. I've got your number, pal, yeah. sort of thing, you know? Yeah. So there's a the couple of things that you'd said there about, like, with your own journey, um, the podcast episode I did a few one ago talking about kind of how... Your, your personal philosophy changes how you're, you're interacting with the world and that, that will change how you're interacting with your dog. So um, the, the big one that I've found is, is that being still, you know, and then in the amount of times we've been work together, I was like, ah, keep your feet still, stop shuffling. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> oh, brilliant. I, I still remember that. Aye, I can. It's like clear as day because one day we were doing the, is it like the platform training. Uh-huh. I remember Kuro had to come up and put his two paws on the platform. Yeah. Sure, at one point we says, maybe we'll get you to, to stand on that and you've not to move from there. <laughs> I've, recently, I've recently bought an Apple Watch. <laughs> and it's got these things that you need to do on it. You know, it's like uh, just double checking it. It's like move, exercise, and the very last one is standing still. <laughs> That's <laughs> the one at the end of the day that I very rarely actually got finished. So I do realise myself now, you know. <laughs> oh, it's, honestly, it was hell of a time. I was like, stand still, stop shuffling your feet. And it was like this wee dance that you would do, rocking backwards and forwards. Right, so you would move That's back right. and you would move forward and like, ah, the reason why he can't stand still is because you can't stand still. Stand still. Aye, aye. <laughs> it was brilliant. That, when I was listening to your last episode, you know, and you were kind of on about stillness, I had a wee giggle to myself. But a lot of the books I've been reading now as well, they're, exactly. they're teaching me, you know, they're helping yeah. me to understand, like, yeah, you know, to move on with stuff like that. Yeah. But when I look at, I look at some of the videos, I've been lucky as in I bought a drone and it was a, if I'm honest, more for the memories and the stuff yeah. and to have all that over the dog. And now with the difference of trainings I've done and after uh, some of the courses, when I look at some of the videos of what I've actually been doing, I'm <laughs> laughing at myself now, but I, I laugh in a, a very happy way about it yeah, as yeah. to see how I've slowly progressed. I, don't, I mean, I know I'm, I'm only at the tip of the iceberg. I've still got so much to learn, still but good. I just just enjoy doing it you know but looking at yourself that's how i love the videos i've got ones from working with yourself i've got ones when i started the dog sports and when i did the agility in manchester with them as well and i ah, brilliant though but it's good that i just laugh about it now and it, that i can see the errors i was making before as well i can now identify and when through the books when i'm getting frustrated right just call a halt to it but if I'm honest, yeah. I'm not getting as frustrated now because I was putting too many goals in my head. And then when we weren't achieving the goal, my frustration was building. And yeah. then, so I don't really have too many goals now, apart yeah. from me being happy and the, the dog being happy. That's genuinely all I'm after. And but then you look maybe, at, you have to then look at what's your criteria there for when you're, what do you, so frustration comes from, I'm not get. I'm expecting this to work, or I'm expecting reinforcement, and it's not happening. So for you, it's the result of your training. That's the yeah. of, right. And if that's not happening, you get frustrated. And then yeah. for your, the dog getting frustrated, it's like that. The dog's like that. I'm I'm doing it, and you're not paying me. So I'm expecting to get paid, and I'm not getting paid. Why is the treat not coming, or why is the ball not coming, or why is the tug toy not coming? Um. 
So you then look at, so where are you now when you're, when you're saying that it's about being happy? So what, what do you, how do you then come, what's your, basically what's your criteria for reinforcement there? How do you define when you've had a good day or when you've... Um, because it's with Kuro, with Kuro previously, a good day was just me learning to not... Con- See, when I took the goals away, with when I was doing dog sports, you still need to be... You're building towards a goal. Mm-hmm. You know, you're trying to get somewhere. Yeah. But what I've realised is Kuro worked better because when my frustrations came out, he could kind of sense it. He was, I mean, he was still really close to me all the time, but it was just lowering goals. And I would maybe go out one day thinking, right, I'm wanting to work on his retrieve or a jump. But then we're going out, maybe wasn't working well. So we just move on. And it's like you told me, sometimes maybe you come out of working one thing, but you end up working on something else. Yeah. So it was just me being more flexible in my my own criteria of what I was expecting of the dog. I get too, it was getting too caught up in my own ego a wee bit and not just letting the dog be self. Because when you're on, when, when I was going to the dog sports club, some of these dogs are spot on, you know? And I mean, I'm not just, I mean, these people yeah, yeah. work really hard. They yeah. love their dog. And when you're then strutting on with, Oh, here come me and Kuro, we're strutting on. But he did, and that, that was when I was lucky it just happened with me at the start, you know, because yep. I was seeing, but you don't know what people are doing. I now oh. realise how hard they work, the amount of time and effort and dedication they do. And they've had their wee journeys of learning to deal with their thing. But my criteria now is me not getting annoyed with my dog, which I, I very rarely do now, and more. As long as my dog is at a good session, we've learned something, but mostly as long as he's come out of it happy. Yeah. To be honest, that's that. So I'm not doing dog sports just now, obviously, you know, because I've got Yogi. Yeah. Uh, so the criteria is just let him sniff about, let him do what he wants. As long as you're being a reasonable guy, you can do what you want. When Yogi first came, God him. Um, we're still just walking around the park with him and this dog walked by and just, boy, he just kicked off. He just kicked off. He was Yogi did. One, Yogi did, yeah. He was, well, the dog had a, had a wee bark at him. Uh, Yogi is what I would more class as what people think a Doberman should be. Yeah. But what I mean with that is Yogi's the friendliest dog in the world. But if a dog barked at him, right, come on then, pal. Yeah. <laughs> If you're wanting some, here I am. But I don't want my dogs to be like that. You know, yeah. that's that's not something for me. It's a bit like myself. Eh? You can't control what other people are doing. But me and my dogs, we can help to control ourselves or handle the situation, not let that stimulus make Yogi react. So yeah. that was when I, I came and seen yourself because I'd never dealt with any. It wasn't. I don't know, would you class that as aggression? It's an aggressive response. It is an aggressive response. I'm going to very briefly fill the gap there, right? And we're only going to briefly do it because those two of us don't start greeting, all right? So, sorry, like, sorry. No, 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 no. It's just because if people are listening, they'll be like that, like what happened there, right? So, oh, know, know, that, he'd a really sudden illness and died really suddenly. Eh? And yeah. he was yeah. four, four and a half? Four and a half. Yeah. So well, well, that's all we'll say. We'll move on, all right? So, and, and just because... Oh, no, we, I mean, it's a... Uh, don't, don't worry. Don't worry. Yeah, yeah. It. It's, um, it's, it's so, never easy, but it's getting easier. I, I know. The I big know. man 
big man was a big chapter in my life. Yeah, I know he was. I'm no. never going to forget about that. Yeah, you know? I know. But no, and, no, it's fine. It's and fine. what, 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 what I loved about it was when you were saying um, that. So you're. <laughs> Right, so I used to see you going to a park in the morning, right? So you'd an Audi S3 before, right? Yeah, aye, aye, aye. And you'd be bombing up the road. And then, um, do you remember the morning I cut in in front of you in traffic? I do, yes, I am shaking my head at the person that had previously done it. <laughs> oh, I'm coming, down, coming off the slip roads for the motorway, and I can see you in front of me. And I was, and I was running late for you, as I'm always running late. And um, I was like, "Oh, brilliant!" There's Ennis there, and I pulled up a lot just as the traffic lights moved to green, and I saw you, and I was like, "Brilliant!" I can just scoot in, and I, I could see you laughing. So you changed from the that sports Audi, and then you bought a camper van. Yeah, I've got a T5, the Dobermobile. Yeah, yep. it, but when I initially got Kuro and I picked him up in Essex, he was just this tiny wee, like, fine sitting in the back seat of the car. But then after about 18 months, his head was hitting the roof and he was switching the courtesy lights on in the hall. <laughs> <laughs> and I wanted him to have a window in the back. The sports yep. cars didn't have windows that opened. We'd be driving along the road and I would have this big Doberman head. He was His head was massive, yeah. you know, I mean, and it would be sticking out the window. But it's because, I, if I'm honest, I then changed as a person as well. I know Before I had, the, had the, the, the man with the, the, the sports car wanting to do that. But then as I as got so in touch with my dogs, it was more we needed it to carry my sports equipment now <laughs> and to give the dog space. And yeah. basically he's got the whole bark to himself. You know, we've got the wee seat belts up. I'm not adverse to cages. I've no issue with cages. Uh, Kuro, we crate trained him. So it's when he went out with his dog walker and everything was fine. But he used to just have the back of the van to himself and we'd have the seat belt on him. But that was why just the dogs were too big for my car now sort of thing, yeah. you know. Um, and your holiday habits changed as well, eh? Very much so, yeah. I used to be a bit of a traveller. I'd go away for the job I did previously. I was very lucky. I made, you know, made a d decent sums of money. You know, I was doing okay. So I used to just take like three to four weeks off and go and travel, just travel about, disappear, and just see where, you know, travel about Asia for a wee while. And me and my friends absolutely loved it. But I'd been doing that for about six years. And then it just became the same, same, the mulling over. So since I got a dog about five years ago, I've not left the country. Brilliant. I've not been out of the country. One of the few times I'm ever away was with Kuro anyway. Very rarely left him. He was happy to be left. But I enjoyed like booking like cottages, going away to the hills, holidays like that. My family have got a caravan and, and doing stuff that way. The only time I went away for Kuro was uh, when we went to the IMDT course. Remember, yeah. you were there yourself. Yeah. yeah. And uh, that was when I had to speak to you, and it was Gosha, because uh, uh, Kuro had been used to being away from me, but he hadn't been away from me in a while. And I am always there for him. And his dog walker had been the same dog walker his whole life. So she took him into her house because she loved him. You know, she knew what kind of dog he was. She loved him. So she's took him into her own house and it came like the darkness started to come down and Kuro's just started, oh, just started squealing. But no, he was never aggressive, as you know. So I phoned her to see 
and she says, no, he's just not settling. So I couldn't have been in a better place to ask people, and that's when everybody says, look, be good for your dog, just let him settle, but if he's the same after, you know, maybe tomorrow night, just move on, but no, then the following night, phoned again, oh no, he's settling fine, and then now you go the other way, oh, is he not missing me? <laughs> <laughs> but no, everything was just all about my dogs for me. So you then, know, so you it. then got, you got Yogi, and Yogi's an old gentleman, isn't he? Yes, the the senior citizen is oh, he's pretty awesome. He's roughly give or take about thirteen years old now. So he's been with me about a year and a half. So I got him when he was about eleven and a half, twelve. Yeah. He just wasn't in a place for a dog at all, a puppy. When after what happened with, with Kuro, coming home to the to the flat after, wow, just wow yeah. to have that energy disappear out of your life was took me a wee while a lot being honest went into yeah. about a funk you know it was not <laughs> funk for a wee while but then just I'm on all the Doberman rescue pages as you can imagine flicking through next minute I see Mr Red there the big face just looking at me and <clears throat> there wasn't there wasn't too many people that are really interested and I'm not judging him to that way but I've just sort of looked and thought Ended up speaking to Yvonne Walker about it. Yvonne became one of my friends through like Fourth Fourth Sports Dog Club. Yvonne's at Doberman's her whole life, so I spoke to her, and she was amazing. After what happened with Kuro as well, so I phoned her on the day that all the stuff happened. But hey, so she's phoned and we've talked about old dogs, and if you know, if she thought because she knows me really well now, so basically she says yes, and just go for it. So we phoned up the phoned up the rescue. Uh, I'm interested in the big man, but the the rescue didn't want me to take him. But I understood that. What they were saying was um, they wanted them to maybe go to an older couple or people that were going to be home more because I'm still in contact with the, the, the people Yogi came from. So I still sort of speak to them. They've got kids. I send them wee videos and stuff of the dog. But then uh, so after I phoned, Yvonne phoned me and says, how did you go on? Did you get Yogi? And I went, no, they're not too keen on me to get them. And it wasn't in a bad way. The rescue are amazing. Liz, is, what she does is beautiful. But she was just thinking in as a younger dog. Yeah. yeah, and 100% got that. But Liz just didn't know where I was at the time. I wasn't ready for starting at scratch at eight to a, with a young pup. So I never knew at the time, but Yvonne's basically phoned and put in a good work for me. <laughs> And that was it. So the big man turned up, but uh, oh, he's been a he's been a totally different kettle of fish for me. He's uh, he's amazing. And what I would say at the start was with humans, spot on. I've never had any trouble. He kind of scares them a wee bit, but it's from the friendliest manner possible. He'll come up to you if you're standing, and he'll kind of nudge you round about your midriff. But it's so gentle, and all he's wanting is those big ears rubbed. And as soon as you stop rubbing those big ears, he's nudging you again. But what I did start to see was um, he was starting to be a bit reactive in certain situations. Stuff was going, I could see, and because I'd done so much with Kuro before about the body language, started just noticing, you know, like the, the brow furrowing, the stiffness in him, the muscles getting tight, and... The one you pointed out to me that Dave were standing, he was up and he's tiptoes, like standing up. 
And I'm just like, right, okay, how am I going to handle this? So after speaking to yourself, we got a wee plan. But for me, there wasn't a lot of treats involved. No. He's no big on treats when I'm out. You didn't I need tried, I, I tried tug toys because I love, I love to play with my dogs. Absolutely love it. I love it as much as they do. So I'm throwing balls at them. And it's just like, right, <laughs> no interest. So I'm bringing out tug toys. I'm, you know the equipment I've got now that I bought for the dog sports, and there's nearly one of most toys for a dog there. You could sit them all at Yogi, throw them all at them. He'd no interest. So it was time for a different way of looking at it for me. So we just went more talking to him talking him through stuff. <laughs> Probably shouldn't tell you this one, but it was the fireworks. And he was really, really struggling with the fireworks when out some night. Started singing to him. Don't get me wrong, I wouldn't I wouldn't sing to him when there was other people there because I'm no I'm no singer. But what I learned with Yogi was is after we started to get a kind of connection, after he started to trust me, and I learned it a lot with Kuro doing the dog sports, is your the tone of your voice can help to calm an animal down. Yeah. Because when we were doing certain work with Kuro, when he was getting to chase the helper, the helper's there and he had that sleeve on like for the shunt sound. He wanted that so much. But he had to walk at my side and to just walk and I would be saying it so gently in the end, just easy, easy. I watched the, the horse whisperer and when that's what he was speaking about. He was saying, when you're talking to an animal, make drag out the word and it helps to calm them down and the same for the other way so using a lot of that with yogi now and he, he understands a lot of my words now so it's i, I like to think it's I think slowly the, the, there's, there's stuff there that i mean looking at it if you look at it from um the sounds of, i mean i know that they know that we're not dogs right and horses know that we're not horses but we can mimic some of the stuff so lots of the stuff that we did be um, with Yogi was like her movement, but uh, you know that stillness and you know all that kind of thing. Yeah, um, yeah. And and I will by moving well um, and moving properly in harmony with your dog rather than against them because we are upright and primates. We've got grabby hands and talky mouths, and your dog yeah. is low and got four on the floor and and is quiet most of the time. Um, but I think. And I'm only just very, very start early starting to study neuroscience as a as a lay person, you know. And that's all I love. I mean, I love, I'll never do anything else with it. Um, but it's to do with um, what what's ref, what's reflecting in in yourself with the dog. So we can you can make these noises all you want. But if you're not genuine, if you're not feeling easy in yourself, the dog yeah. won't. It's just a sound that you're making. So it's not I, just tone, the tone's there, but the tone has to go with the fact that you're breathing properly, your shoulders are relaxed, you're in the moment with your dog, you know, yeah. and the dog just turns around and goes, everything's cool. Everything's cool, you know, which is, and it's lovely. And then when you're singing to him, you're then putting that playful side of yourself through, you know, which he then picks up on. It's like, oh, well, dad's doing that. And I can, I can, He's not sensing it, right? Spider sense tingling, right? Aye, aye. Up through all that, through tactile, through hearing, sound, smell, you know, changes in your, your biochemistry that they can smell, your body language, and they're dead sensitive to all this. And we all are, aye. because we're oh. social species, you know? Yeah. 
It's lovely. It's really, really cool. Aye. It's good to see him now. Uh, it's good to see now that he's learning because I'm just using a lot of the same words that I used with Kuro. And well, for, for me, I know what I think they mean. And I like to think now that, like when I was saying some of these to Yogi at the start, like easy and giving him a wee clap just to calm, we're still just taught, you know, and he's that eye just focusing and just totally on the goal, you know, he's just on the goal. So I just took my time with him. We just stood there. He's got a bit of a sore right leg because it was one day a fella ended up letting his dog get too close and I wasn't comfortable and I'm not wanting my 13-year-old dog shouting at everybody. You're like, more for his insides too. Because if he's doing that, I mean, where what's going on inside him? But now, now to watch him is beautiful. Look, there was a there was an awfully dog came running at us about three, four weeks ago. We're on a wee narrow footpath. You've got the clay tunnel at one side, so you're not going that way. You've got a, an eight, nine foot fence the other way. We're not going that way. And the dog, had, what's happened is we were walking down this lane at night and the dog had seen us, but the owner was on the phone. So by the time he's realised what was happening, the, the distance between him and his dog and his recall, the dog's not coming back. Yeah. So the picture I've got in my head just now is I've got a kind of a staffy cross something running at us full tilt and I'm, I'm no expert but it didn't really look very friendly running towards us and uh, I've got the owner running at the back of it as well shouting and shouting its name so my head went well if your dog was friendly you wouldn't be reacting the way you're <laughs> reacting so you're, you're in that you've, I've got about four seconds now until this dog's here but Yogi, because we've moved on so much, if that had been three months previously, I wouldn't have been able to let Yogi stand and be idle. But I'm so proud of him at this moment. So I just get in front, I stand in front of him. Yogi's behind me and the wee dog's coming, right? So it's now about a metre and a half away. And it's always been a question I've asked different trainers, what do you do in that situation? I just like to see the different answers. But... One that lived with me, and he, it was a jock told me this one. He says, if you're ever in a bad situation and they are running at you, he says, what you need to gauge is this. It could go one way or the other, and you know this better than me. I mean, I'm trying to read as much as I can off this dog. Is it if I, like, basically what I'm saying, the dog ran in, and I've just waited, and I've just went, no, really loud at it, down like that. The wee dog just went, it just sort of stood, and it didn't know. It didn't know what to do. You know, it didn't. So then I've managed to grab it, but it's harness. Just hold it. There was the dog never got hurt. You know, I mean, I don't believe. Oh, yeah. I think I think that's the owner's fault. That's yeah. not the dog's fault, you know. So I've held on to the dog. The owner's come over, got his dog in a way. But I'm realistic in life. That could have totally went oh, yeah. the other way. But just for the best of my knowledge I have, I've read the dog. I was coming over. But I thought, no, I'm just going to stop you in your tracks, pal, and just put it down. And it was so funny when the owner came over, because he's just looking at me like, what happened there? <laughs> you know? But Imagine for me, uh, but for me, it was more the way my dog reacted in the situation. Yogi never reacted. His hackles never went up. He wasn't tense. He wasn't on edge. We just let that dog go. And then me and Yogi just yeah. we just trotted on. So for me, that was that was a big moment for us. Yeah, that's spot you on. You know, 
it was a big moment for us, that for him and his reactions. And now he walks by dogs barking at him and shouting at him. And I'm not lying, he gets a day where he'll give a wee growl back. Nah, you know, he's an old man. If you want to have a wee grump someday, you can have a wee grump someday, you know. I get to his age, I'll be grumping at everybody. Aye. (laughs) (laughs) That's how, I mean, he's done really well, because when he first came to stay, I I tried to give him as much space as I could, because I knew what he'd been through. He was also, he'd been, Yogi'd been living with, uh, he's a puppies with another Doberman, but the Doberman had passed away the year previous as well. So that's him, he's lost what would have been, you know, he'd been with that other dog for years and they did puppies together. And then next minute he's, he's lost that out of his life and then he's lost all his humans out of his life. He's now in the middle of Glasgow with me. <laughs> Aye. But he was bought him a new bed and he'd just lay on the bed for literally three days. But I mean, don't get me wrong, he never lay there and he was getting up for his toilets, I was feeding him. But for what I've learned off yous, I left him in that bed is his zone. I didn't go over there. And then in the third day, one of the happiest things, I'm sitting on my couch, next minute, you know, he tramps over and just stands and starts eyeballing me, but in a totally friendly way. And we've not turned back since then. He just he's getting more confident, more all the time. Uh, started doing a bit of tracking with him uh, but more to well, try and slow the old man down because we, we go to the park in the morning and that was 6k we done at the park this morning okay. and that's not me pulling my dog around telling him, yeah, him. that is my 13 year old dog chasing squirrels he'll go for one tree chase the nose right down track it, follows up the tree as far as he can then he comes down, and then it's the next tree. And each one's as important as the next one. And then the odd time, as you'll appreciate, he sees a squirrel. I know he's not catching the squirrel, so I'll let him have a wee chase. If you know what I mean. Yeah. But that, that's his thing, and this keeps him... It seems to have made him happy. Yeah. He's more content. He's happy in himself. He'll stay with me more. He's happy to be about me. So it, it's working for us. You know, it's working for us, sort of thing. We could talk about this all day, right? We're going to wrap it up. Um, oh, I know, I appreciate that. Yeah, no, but honestly, I could talk to you all day about it because there's, there's so much. We'll, we'll come back and revisit this because there's, there's other stuff I want to talk to you about with your journey, but um, this has been wonderful. It's been, uh, and I mean, you've been, because you're looking at me, unfortunately, looking at my mug over um, the Zoom, but um, it's just, I just sit here, like smiling, listening to your stories. Um, and it's been, I mean, I didn't know you beforehand, but from what, what you've told me about your lifestyle beforehand and, and you know, um, and, and to see that how much you've changed over the last five years has been, it's been awesome to, to, to behold. It's just, it's wonderful. But these are, what are, if we get the right dogs, this is what they do to us, you know. Totally. I, some, of my, some of my friends now, even when I'm speaking to them, see, even if I use like a certain word, well, who are you? <laughs> Who do you think you are? You didn't used to speak like that. Let's even mention in like environment, my pals turn around. Okay, we'll check you. But I, I see a wee changes in myself, but I feel better. But if I'm honest, I'm just lucky with the people I've met. You know, and it, it all started with yourself, just pointing me in the right direction. You know, it's a, and you know how much I've appreciated it throughout it because you appeared at the most important chapter of my life for me when the big, the big stuff appeared. 
and it's it's just been so enjoyable. That's why I just keep doing it and doing it. Oh, it's an honour to be a, I've been part of it with you. So, righty, thanks very much, Paul. No, no bother, Mr. McGregor. Catch you later. Bye, bye. Huge thanks again for listening to this uh, today. Um, if you are so inclined, can you leave us a review on iTunes? It helps massively. If you've got any comments or questions on the podcast, please email me info at glasgowdogtrainer.co.uk. I'll also be doing an Ask Me Anything uh, episodes in the very near future. So if you can email me at that address again, so I'll give you again, it's info at glasgowdogtrainer.co.uk. If you email me there with the subject podcast, ask me anything, and I'll do my best to get your question answered as best as I can. Massive thanks to you. Um, Stay safe, wear your mask, keep your distance from others that you don't live in the same household with, and wash your hands. Uh, Love you all and we'll catch you next time.